0: Jenny Turner's Lovejoy Real Estate. Today we're here talking to Chandler because Chandler and Abby just closed on their first house and he had some questions about what he should do maintenance wise, just kind of what you should do to be prepared as a brand new homeowner who's never owned before, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. I think the idea is also just the seasonal, monthly, how do I stay organized if five, 10 years down the line we wanna sell the house, what's gonna be the easiest that I look back and I go, I'm really glad I saved that document or I'm really glad that I had all this together to make that process easy.
0: Well, first off, kudos, because you're actually thinking about it up front, right? right I know. That's going to make it a little easier. My first, first thing that I would recommend a new buyer does mm-hmm. is change the locks. Okay. You don't know who the seller gave keys to, even if the sellers were amazing, fabulous, wonderful people. Maybe they had a crazy cousin who also had a key. So the first thing I would recommend is that you change all the locks. Okay. Back doors, garage doors, reprogram the garage door opener, mm-hmm. because I don't know if, you know, if you're any... Because if you're anything like me, my car is programmed to my garage. And so make sure you change all of those kinds of security things. First off, if the house has any smart items like a ring doorbell, those usually convey with the sale. But you need to make sure that you get the passwords from the previous owner or they clear it out because sometimes that's just kind of a hassle as we go back and forth. I don't think in your case the house had any smart features, but just be aware of that. So focus on that kind of securing the house
1: as your very first step. So that's kind of the first step. And so, I mean, we're moving in. You know soon yep and so first step would be that but then what are some other steps that we take just initial
0: well utilities your name right so we planned on that Mm -hmm. sometimes if you're going to do some work which i know you guys are going to do some like painting and asbestos removal some things like that before you move in you might wait to change the locks until after those contractors have been through okay now if it's just family you're going to do it yourself no big deal yeah but if you're going to have a combo box on there with a key and lots of contractors having access Mm -hmm. sometimes it's better to wait until that's done before you secure the home Gotcha. Then I think maybe just starting with your home inspection report, right? Like you got that report. That's Mm -hmm. a really good honey-do list. Um, Things that a lot of people don't think about are like cleaning the gutters, especially we're going into the rainy season. As we go into the rainy season, making sure those gutters are clean. Mm -hmm. The water can flow away from the house. That's why we end up with water in the crawl space, because people just don't pay attention to kind of where that water Mm -hmm. is on the outside. And honestly, over the summer, you don't have to worry about it too much. But Mm -hmm. going into September, October, November, you do have to pay attention to that. So water is going to be a big thing. I also think knowing where some things are before you have an emergency like how do you turn the gas off do you oh, have true. a key to okay. turn the gas off it's like take a special wrench how do you turn the water off is there a whole house water mm-hmm. shut off valve or do you need to t- turn it off at the meter okay. if you need to turn it off at the meter you need to have a special t-wrench to do that yeah. do you have a special t-wrench right yeah, probably not right i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not so thinking about like those kinds of things proactively so that okay. if a toilet overflows and it's flooding and you have a huge problem yeah. you don't have to then scramble and think how do i do this True. you just know water gas those kinds of okay. things are easy okay the other thing i think you should think about is as you go into the winter months mm-hmm. like hose bib covers okay have those bought ahead of time mm-hmm. so you're not scrambling that first day yeah. that it that it freezes you also might get some ice melts because like the sidewalk in front of your house is your responsibility yeah the street that you bought on is going to have some tra- like pedestrian traffic yeah. walking mm-hmm. on it so making sure you have some ice melt so that people don't okay. fall and hurt themselves out there. Um, a lot of times homeowners don't think about the fact that that sidewalk is the homeowners yeah, responsibility true. and their liability. Mm-hmm. Totally. Sometimes things happen that you don't expect, right? right? So I had a house in southwest Portland. Pipes froze, a big storm, mm-hmm. everything flooded. Yeah. So being proactive around things like that, like if it's gonna be really cold, making sure you keep your cupboard doors open, yeah. you keep the heat on. This is a rental so my renter wasn't paying very much attention, right? Yeah. But unbeknownst to me, all the pipes were kind of in an exposed part of the basement and they weren't insulated and I didn't know that. So okay. paying attention to that kind of stuff before you have a disaster on your hands yeah. can sometimes be a good idea. Um, A lot of it's cold weather related, right? Yeah, true. Um, being prepared just in general. Like if you lose power, do you have a lantern? Do you have some candles? Do you have things like that? So that in case of it's okay.
1: So as you know that from the house, it's a fixer. Yep. Cosmetic mainly, but you know, good bones, Um, but definitely roof coming up furnace. I mean, the main things are in the future. Yep. Um, How would you, if you were the one that bought the house, how would you kind of plan and prioritize? Would you start just saving squirreling money away right now? Or how would you kind of get that list together?
0: That's a great question. The roof is something I would not wait till you have problems. Okay. I sold a house in Hillsdale once and that seller had told me that the roof was old, but it never leaked. That's what she told me, it never leaked. Okay. And when we got there for the home inspection, the entire attic area was covered in mold. Oh. Because although the roof had never leaked, quote unquote, it had never gotten water inside her house, yeah. moisture was getting through that roof. Yeah. So a roof is something that I would say, plan on, be proactive, mm-hmm. get it replaced. From a resale perspective, I'd always do a full tear-off yeah. roof. Don't just add a layer. Mm-hmm. And since you know this isn't your forever house, I would give that recommendation. Oh. Furnace, let it go till it dies. Okay. And furnaces can be workhorses. Yeah. Now you know it's going to die because you know it's already past its lifespan. It's a normal lifespan. Yeah. Keep it serviced. Have it serviced every single year. Okay. That will extend its lifespan. Yeah. But I wouldn't proactively replace a furnace mm-hmm. because the cost, like a new furnace, will be more efficient. Yeah. But the cost, you'll never get it back. So just let it go as long as it possibly can.
1: But maybe plan for it. Start pushing money away. Absolutely.
0: Because it could happen, right? Absolutely. As a homeowner, you need a little bigger emergency fund. Yeah. You need to prepare for that furnace dying or that water heater going Mm -hmm. out or those kinds of things. Yeah. Water heaters, on average, last 10 to 12 years. Same things; They can last a lot longer than that. Mm -hmm. But on average, 10 to 12 years. Yeah. A water heater, I would just pay attention to where it was. I just sold a house in Gladstone and the water heater was in the main floor utility room. And it was like... 38 years old. It was the oldest water heater I think I've ever sold. And when water heaters die, most of the time they explode and water goes everywhere. Mm -hmm. In this particular case, because where the water heater was, if it explodes, like my clients' belongings would all be flooded and oh, ruined. true. So I was really clear with James and Sarah, like you should, you should replace that water heater proactively sooner rather than later mm-hmm. because it wasn't like in a garage where if water got there, it wouldn't yeah. hurt anything, it's right? It's going to
1: cost a lot more than a thousand dollars. Yeah. To,
0: and a new water yeah. heater is like 1500 like max. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a huge expense, but sometimes that is worth being proactive. Okay. But furnaces, just let it go. Okay. Just let it go. And if we're five years down the road and we're selling your house and that furnace is still just a going, It's still just a going, going. the house will be worth a little bit more if it had a new furnace. But if it's working, that's what we look at in real estate, right? So maintain it, have it serviced, have somebody pay attention to it. The other thing to think about if anybody in your family has allergies is have the ducts cleaned. Mm -hmm. No one ever has their ducts cleaned. And those get really gross. Yeah. So especially as you move in, you don't know about the previous owners. Maybe they had pets in the past. I know they don't right now, but maybe mm-hmm. they did. So those ducts can be really dirty. So Absolutely. having somebody come in and vacuum those out mm-hmm. can be a good idea. Absolutely. In your case, you might wait till you're done with your construction.
1: I know you guys. Right? Yeah, because right. you're going to be disturbing things. Mm-hmm. We know you
0: have asbestos in the ceiling that we're going to be taking out. Yeah. So wait till all that's done. But before you move in, have those ducts cleaned. Yeah. And then you'll just know you're walking into really clean air. Yeah, true. And everything can be good that way. True.
1: Okay. Do you have kind of a a yearly I get this serviced on this time I get that because one of the things is like my grandfather he owns a ranch house had it since 1970 when it was built and he's just meticulous it's year over year you know as soon as the time changes in the spring and the fall he replaces all the um, batteries in the alarm detector like smoke detectors so it's like for watching him he's just so in rhythm with everything in his house and everything is crossed I and love dotted some of those houses right yeah
0: some of those things are old fashioned. Okay. Like smoke alarms today have a 10 year lithium battery. Mm. You don't need to change it twice a year. Like, gotcha. It's just not required.
1: Yeah.
0: It is important that you have a smoke alarm that works, Absolutely. right? I have a new listing coming up and I walked through with my seller and the contractor and five of the smoke alarms were missing.
1: Ooh.
0: And I'm like, John, like it's amazing your house didn't burn down. Yeah. Right. He's like, they were beeping, they were annoying me. <laughs> like, so we're obviously yeah. going to replace those. Don't let that happen. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to change your batteries every t- twice a year anymore. Okay. That's kind of an old fashioned thing. Gotcha. That said there's a lot if you just go on Amazon or you just Google it there's lots of like home maintenance planners okay. you could have, go through and keep records of mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff I don't think is very important the doing okay. is important but I don't need when I go sell your house the records of you servicing your furnace once a year for the last 15 years okay we're gonna know that you've been doing that because your furnace is gonna be in good shape, in good
1: shape. Okay. and I can
0: just say that you've been doing that yeah. and that's that's really good enough uh-huh. things that are helpful is like when you replace the roof keep the receipt. Okay. If nothing else, because then when I ask you what year you replaced it, no yeah. one ever remembers and you can be like, I replaced it in twenty twenty four.
1: Okay. So kind of keep together the big items, the yeah. the ones that get a timestamp of hey, we replaced roof four yeah. years ago or two years yeah. ago or furnace went out three years ago, we replaced that. Yep. Not a hey, on in February of twenty twenty seven we did yeah. nothing. I don't it.
0: care that much detail. Okay. Right. I yeah. don't even know when you clean your gutters. Okay. You do need to do that stuff consistently. Absolutely. So setting a calendar reminder, mm-hmm. something like that is a good idea. Yeah. But some of that's just watching it, right? Like mm-hmm. If it rains a lot and you have a lot of leaves, like you have quite a few trees around your house, you're probably going to have to clean the gutters more than somebody else might have to. And like, we're going right into that season now. Like I have the first leaves falling at our house. So it's like, okay, start paying attention to this. Like we're going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that's nice where it's like, okay, that nice sunny Saturday in November, take advantage of it and get up there and do it. So you're not having to do it in the pouring down rain. True,
1: true. Okay.
0: What other projects are you going to do in your house before you move in?
1: So at this point we're doing paint. Inside paint. Inside paint. Um, we're still talking about if you want to do popcorn ceiling, scrape that or not. Um, that might be something we just do down the line, and we put that money towards something else. It's
0: hard to do that down the line. I
1: know. I know. We're we're kind of in this middle because it's like it's pretty expensive. Yep. And then we take that money and put it into about two other projects, and so we're talking about where our list is. but yep. Our top of our list is definitely flooring.
0: The thing about asbestos ceilings mm-hmm. and popcorn ceilings is it's just a cosmetic thing. Yeah. Right. It doesn't hurt anything it's just cosmetic yeah. but scraping them is really messy I know. so it's going to be hard to scrape them down the road we yes. talked about the other option being just covering them mm-hmm. right and putting a thin piece of sheetrock over them yeah the problem with the house you bought is it doesn't have really high ceilings no they're not low but they're not really high yeah not that you would probably notice you know a quarter inch you wouldn't but scraping probably is the better of the two options
1: yeah and we're kind of making that decision based upon when we And we pull off those foam beams. Yes. And we're going to see if the underbelly of that is already scraped or not. If it's scraped, then we might just have to go and suck it up and scrape everything. Because because you're gonna gonna, Because you're going to have three lines of of popcorn. You know, not popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. The house has really
0: funky, like, wood beams. But they're really plastic beams. Yeah. And we think they're just decorative.
1: I think they may have just put them up and screwed them in. But I don't know. Maybe they scraped it. I don't know. So we're kind of gauging that if what direction you want to go based upon when we take that down.
0: my bet is you have popcorn underneath it.
1: I hope. <laughs> because I don't want to spend that much money on popcorn. Generally.
0: Does Abby want to?
1: Yes, because she wants kind of the Pinterest pretty white, light, light brown, all this stuff and popcorn yep. just doesn't fit doesn't in, do it. Doesn't fit in that Pinterest. Is it hole.
0: popcorn everywhere? Not kitchen.
1: Not kitchen and not closets.
0: Okay. But bedrooms, hallway, yeah. living room. hmm so I know Abby has a huge Pinterest board yes. for this house. Yeah. What kind of things does she have on there? Are you guys gonna do a bunch of shiplap? What? What? Like, what's what's her style gonna be? <laughs> We're
1: doing um, LVP flooring. Okay. Light brown. We're going to do maybe two, three inch trim around all the doorways. You know, things. Three like inch that. or four inch
0: is the answer. Probably yeah. three inch with your ceiling height. Yeah. Not two inch. That's too shallow. Okay. Maybe That's too yeah, short. yeah we'll,
1: we'll see. Um, What else are we doing? We're painting everything white and we're thinking about- Because you know
0: white's the new gray.
1: It is, of course. Right? Like Mm -hmm. we
0: were beige everything, then gray everything, and now we're white everything. And my sellers are like, they're always like, Jenny, I hate white. I'm like, it's white. White is what to do. And it'll be a great just palette for you guys.
1: Yes, and so we're kind of sticking with the light, light browns, white, that type of, you know, little pretty fake plant in the corner type of vibe. So shiplap or no? Probably not. (laughs) Okay. To be honest. Okay. Why not? Maybe that's been done. Yeah. Okay. We hope. Maybe. And
0: you're not keeping the green carpet.
1: you are not keeping the carpet. No, no. I wanted to keep the green carpet and do everything else in the house and only keep the green carpet, just to like I don't know. But she didn't <laughs> no. want to do that. No. She didn't do that. No. I thought the green carpet was funny. So.
0: So you guys are gonna do the floors yourself, right, with family help? Yes. Have you done anything like that before?
1: Yes, we have. Yeah, we did it at the uh, at the farm.
0: Good. So you yeah. practiced already somewhere else, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get better. Yeah. I have no DIY experience. Mm-hmm. I can't even paint. When we painted our hood our house, like three days in, mm-hmm. I was standing on a ladder in the bathtub with the paint. Yeah. And I don't know. It wasn't very steady. And I fell, which the falling was fine. I was not hurt. Yeah. But the gallon of paint that was on top went, went everywhere. Yeah. And Charles was like, you can't paint. I'm like, yeah. thank you. God, I did not want to paint anyways. <laughs> right. So it was winning for me. <laughs> um, but... I, You have a much more sense of detail than I do, so like you're probably pretty good at the painting and those kind of things. No. No.
1: No. 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 See, Abby's fantastic at painting. Okay. Abby's mom's fantastic at painting. Her grandfather's not. Greg is not. I'm not. And so we tag team. So you're doing the floors while they do the painting. Exactly. Yeah. No, I got xed from doing any type of painting when I started painting, you know, blue on the white ceiling by accident. You know. There's
0: a saying: Don't do a crappy job well yeah right yeah like if you're not good at it then they won't ask you to do it anymore
1: yeah like the one thing i know we're not going to do is i don't want to say like cut corners but we want to make sure we put up good materials because first of all we're going to live in it so we want to have those nice things yeah but also we might turn into a rental one day so we want it to be durable we want it to last we want to be kind of timeless in a sense um and so and low maintenance right so i know one of the things that's kind of popular is throwing up on like the um like backsplash is just putting up like a fake paper type of backsplash. Tile, like tile and and we decide we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna cut corners, make it easy just to make it pretty for now. Um, we're gonna You're either wait. not going to do
0: it we're or gonna you're gonna do, do it. it right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if we were to do it and we we do t- like subway tiles.
0: I think things that people do like that, like butcher block counters are mm-hmm. a great example. Yeah. Butcher block counters are pretty inexpensive, yeah. they're easy to put in, they look really nice for about two days. Yeah. And then it's really hard to maintain them renters obviously can't maintain them at all Mm -hmm. i love lvp for that like we are seeing luxury like we are seeing luxury vinyl plank in million dollar homes but it's also super durable it's great for dogs it's great for water now i would tell you make sure you buy a good enough quality you always want to buy at least a six millimeter version Um, and they can go thicker than that too but really six is is good enough yeah um but i read a bunch of reports of like two or
1: three Mm -hmm. you'll
0: get thinner and sometimes the floor transitions are better but it won't look as good and it won't wear as well Yeah. Um, And I agree, like doing it the right way
1: first Mm -hmm. goes a long ways. And we want to do it kind of in groups as well. So we don't want to do flooring and then we don't, then we still have bad paint on the wall. Or we don't want to do um, like all new appliances in the kitchen, but then it's like dated from 1970 type of thing. So like we want to do it. You have to stop somewhere. I know. I know you want to, I know you have to stop somewhere, but we want to do it in, in sections. So it's like we get flooring done, paint pretty, move in, and then eventually down the line do full kitchen that done
0: it's hard though sometimes to know like where to balance that right Mm -hmm. like in your case if you do your kitchen remodel you'll probably remove walls well when you remove walls now your flooring won't work anymore right yeah so make sure when you buy your flooring you buy an extra case yeah because looking forward you'll want to know that hey when i do this an lvp is pretty easy to pop back up and put back down but make sure you have the same dialogue right
1: especially if that type of lvp is not being manufactured anymore yep you have, have a little extra. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the tricks that I do is I paint all of our rental properties the same color inside Yeah, and really kind of the same color outside too But that way I yeah. just know that our interiors are Benjamin Moore super white There you go and every single house is painted that way yeah. and I don't have to worry about it I don't have to think about it Um. And then we kind of do the same thing on the outside and if yeah. I'm remodeling It's like the same quartz, the same backsplash I know that Lowe's has a really great 3x12 mm-hmm. kind of hand-done white subway. Yeah. It's inexpensive and it always looks good. Like, it's yeah. always timeless. It always looks good. And so. when did
1: you start doing that?
0: Oh, my God. Like, six years ago?
1: Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if this was a plan you had from the beginning.
0: No. It wasn't a plan. No. But, I mean, and styles change a little bit, right? Absolutely,
1: yeah.
0: But I've kind of gotten in a rhythm where I know that if I do this certain palette, I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to make decisions. Yeah. And it's timeless enough that, like, the house on Seymour, we're not yeah. going to sell right now. Mm-hmm. We probably won't sell it for five, six, ten years. Okay, and I time. don't want to redo it if I don't have to. Oh. right if I can do things now mm-hmm. that aren't so dated yeah. so that house had black granite countertops and black granite backsplash they were tile not slab yeah. but they were granite it was so dark the cabinetry is pretty good yeah but the kitchen was really dark because of that black so we're just taking that out putting white quartz and white quartz white subway backsplash yeah. and that should be timeless enough that when we sell it we won't have to redo it exactly
1: fingers or crossed. Little shops, yep. like yeah. fingers crossed yeah yeah Fingers one of the things is, is that Abby and I got locked in 7.5 interest rate, right? Yep. And as you know, we really focused on payment and what works monthly for us and yep. we, how we can live and still be able to afford a house and things like that, yep. right? And so the 7.5, we know it'll go down. If it goes up, we'll be fine. We're happy we got it seven yep. and a half, right? Yep. Um, we're just ecstatic that we're in a house. Yep. Um, do you monitor, if, if you were at seven and a half, Do you monitor when is there a good time to refinance or what's kind of your rule with that
0: half a percent is the traditional rule okay if it goes down a half a percent it's a math problem yeah and it depends on where you are in that bell curve of your mortgage so Stephen was your lender working with Steven on that like I know at some point I'm gonna be picking up the phone and calling all of my clients being like hey you need to refinance
1: yeah
0: I know you need to refinance and even as not a lender I'll be able to say that to them so we will all monitor it for everyone too, mm-hmm. but the general rule is about a half percent. Okay, I asked him a couple of years ago when rates were really, really low. We have two rental properties that are on 15 year mortgages, mm-hmm. and we only have about four or five years left okay. on those two houses. And at that point, he's like, Nope, I could have got a lower interest rate, but because yeah. of where we were, the fees associated with it, yeah, it didn't make any sense. So, refinancing is a math problem, okay, right? Now, a lot of my clients probably today will be refinancing in the next twenty-four to thirty-six months. Yeah. I keep saying that, but I still think that. Yep. And they're probably going to refinance more than once. But you want to be careful because refinancing does have fees yeah. most of the time. Not always. So we also have to kind of shop that and play around right. with that. Um, and that's a whole different like that's a whole different conversation, Actually, right? Yeah. But as rates go down and you can refinance, that's going to make the affordability factor mm-hmm. better for you. Yeah. And then as a homeowner, depending on where you are with wealth building, you could continue to make those same payments and just pay down your principal faster. Awesome. Or you could bank some money to buy the next property or to do the next Mm -hmm. project or whatever that is. But what we focused on with you and Abby was affordability, right? What's the monthly payment that gets you what you want? Absolutely. And we started with attached homes that were pretty and done and shiny kind of farther out. And we ended up landing on a pretty centrally located Portland house, detached, that needs quite a bit of work. And has a
1: backyard. Which and we, has a backyard. we were Really towards. a
0: beautiful backyard. I mean, maybe a little high maintenance. It's
1: beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah.
0: Um, are you gonna unhigh maintenance it a little bit?
1: Uh, we have to talk about it, but yeah. basically the backyard is, my vision is long grass, throw the ball, dogs can run. Um,
0: and that's and, not what it is right now. Because you have paths and no, ponds and. No,
1: and so basically uh, the only conversation we've gotten to is do we remove the pond or not?
0: Because you're worried about the dog getting wet?
1: Well, we already, we're going to remove the water regardless okay. because we all know the dogs are going to drink the water and then, yep. you know, but um, we're just thinking about, do we pull the pond out or you know, if that's going to be the start, you know, how far are we going with this? Right. So that's a, that's a future. I was
0: going to say, I think if you focus on the thing. inside, yeah. then you can do the outside.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, well, the thing about with us just putting money into high quality materials and really making it that so it's comfortable for us something that we like but we yep. also have in the back of our head that this isn't our forever home yep. and in five ten years down the line we might not like that color anymore it might not be in style things like that but we know going forward is that we want to put good money into good items because then it allows us to if we want to sell it we're gonna get some money out yep. of that and also if we want to rent it out we're gonna get the durability factor as well
0: so talk to me about the renting it out part because i know mm-hmm. that's something you guys have been thinking about is yep using this as a stepping stone to building wealth and keeping yeah. this as a rental property down the road mm-hmm. is what, when you made, when you were looking at properties, what kind of things did you think about with that in mind?
1: Well, our, in front of mine, it was just, if we can afford a house at this point, trying okay. to buy a house Yep. Um, and then getting in there and then kind of figuring it out. But once this one clicked and we saw how I many bedrooms, location thing, that it's really like, a, Oh wow. Yep. I mean, I was kind of hoping you weren't
0: going to buy it. Right. I know. It. I know.
1: I <laughs> know. I mean, that's the best compliment is when you're like, I would have bought this for rental. Yep. I'm like, Oh, there we go, but for us it was more of like we have this house now and we're putting these good things in that we like, but also with the mindset of we don't know if we want to rent it out, yeah. we don't know where we'll be at in three, four, or five years. You know, hopefully um have enough money in the bank to buy another house or you know, something like that. Like we have plans, we have goals, but also just want to make sure that we're prepared to if we want to change routes or if we want to go a different way, whatever it may be, that we can do that. So. Yeah.
0: And it does meet a lot of good criteria as a rental. Mm-hmm. So it's a good option to have in the future. Yeah. But you're right, you don't know like in that like, and I love when exactly. people say like, five, 10, 15 years when I sell it, I'm like, oh, three to four years when you sell it, yeah, right? Because right? life changes and that that's just yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. But being able to choose to keep it as a rental yeah. is a great thing. Yeah. What we wanna keep in mind as we look at that though is refinancing it before you do that. Yeah. So making sure you refinance it while it's still your primary residence and it's still gonna be your primary residence Absolutely. for a while because rates will be better, assuming okay. rates go down. Right, But that's one of the advantages of buying something, moving into it mm-hmm. and then putting it as a rental because you get to finance it as an owner occupied. Yeah, absolutely. And lenders say you need to live there for 12 months. It's a 12 month yeah. intention. Yeah. So and we know you guys have live there I'll much there more for, than 12 months, yeah. right? But that's kind of what the banks look at is, hey, you're going to owner occupy it for at least 12 months. Then you qualify for this kind of finance.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: One of my favorite investors, he actually is now retired. He's 38, okay. 39, lives in Europe, travels, mm-hmm. doesn't have to work. Owns a 28 Plex in Olympia, Washington. Okay. And he built his wealth. He's an engineer, nerd, yeah. like software guy, like totally analytical. Yeah. But he built his wealth by buying a condo,
1: mm-hmm. moving
0: into it. The VA loan, zero down. Okay. Kept that as a rental. Bought a duplex through me. Yeah. I didn't help him with the condo. Yeah. Bought a duplex, moved into it yeah. with FHA loan. Three mm-hmm. and a half percent down. Yeah. Lived in it for 12 months in one day. Put a renter in it. Bought a fourplex VA great. financing mm-hmm. now, because he had enough left over on his VA, so yeah. zero down on a fourplex, lived there for like 12 months in one day, bought a duplex. Yep. Yeah. He ended up buying seven properties and then sold them off, bought the 28plex in Olympia, and peace out retired.
1: Yeah.
0: Now he had to move a lot.
1: Get it. Yeah. He
0: was single. So that probably made it easier, yeah. right? Yeah. Sacrifices. He didn't care that he in a fourplex off 52nd and foster, yeah. but those were all great investments and yeah. great stepping stones for him to get where he wanted to go.
1: I mean, that's the idea, right? Is, is creating this stepping stone, this opportunity that we have and using it as a stepping stone, but also having it where it's like, you know what, what direction do we want to take this? Right. Kind of preparing ourselves for the future of, you know, we don't know where we'll be in five years, but, or where position we'll be in, but you know, can we go this route and can we go this route and kind of planning Best case scenario yeah. for that. So,
0: thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being vulnerable.
1: Thank you, Jenny, for having me. <laughs> Jenny Turner <laughs> with
0: Lovejoy Real Estate. Please follow us and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: I'm Channel Sherwood with Lovejoy Real Estate. If you want to buy a house and experience that first time home buyer experience, let me know. Shoot me a DM.